Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett has won over the Steelers. Now he just has to win. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The maturation of Kenny Pickett is nearly complete. An offseason full of film study, playbook scrutiny, pumping iron working out with his receivers, and becoming a married man has been leading up to this. Sunday's home opener versus the Super Bowl-sniffing San Francisco 49ers, who aim to test Pickett's progress with a fierce pass rush and a big play-stifling defense. To call it a test is to drastically minimize the medieval-like ordeal the Steelers' second-year quarterback is about to face. By all accounts, and a perfect preseason passer rating, Pickett is ready. His preparedness is symbolized by the captain's C emblazoned on the chest of his Steelers' uniform. Pickett is the only offensive player elected for the honor this season, as voted by the players. Pickett earned that C with a full offseason of behind-the-scenes toil, training, and team-building, much of it on his own time with a collection of Steelers receivers. In a tour de force of reportage, Mike DeFabio takes readers of The Athletic behind the scenes of all of Pickett's preparations over the offseason. It's a revealing magazine-length profile piece and I highly recommend it. Pickett's journey to make that all-important leap in his second year began immediately after his rookie season ended. At his season-concluding news conference in January, Pickett promised all of Pittsburgh that they had, hadn't seen anything yet. Quote, I don't think I'm anywhere close to what I can be and what I'm going to be, Pickett said. And with that, he got to work. The concussion-prone passer packed on a reported 13 pounds of muscle. He conducted his own critique of the Steelers' playbook, and he did a candid assessment of his own mechanics and mental astuteness in operating the Steelers' offense. And of course, he worked on his own time to to build team chemistry and camaraderie with his receivers. It paid off. Even before the full Steelers team convened for OTA practices early last spring, 
Pickett sensed a big change was coming for 2023. Quote, we kind of all looked at each other and felt that we had a chance to be something special this year, Pickett was quoted by The Athletic as saying. Specifically, The Athletic cites three main areas of off-season improvement for Pickett. Number one, pocket management. Quote, because he's so good at throwing on the run, Pickett left the pocket too soon at times. Unquote. In 2023, Pickett wants to be more patient. Number two, arm talent. Quote, with the help of Pitt's strength and conditioning staff, Pickett's private quarterback guru designed a QB-specific program focused on building rotational strength and power, unquote, the athletic wrote. And number three, ownership of the offense. Quote, Pickett looked at the Steelers' playbook highlighting concepts he liked and crossing out those he didn't, unquote, all again according to The Athletic. Now come Sunday at Acrisure Stadium, Pickett hopes to show all of Steeler Nation and the wider NFL world that all his offseason toils have borne fruit. As The Athletic notes, Pickett's teammates already see the changes in the rookie who didn't even play until the fourth game last season and who now enters this year as the Steelers' singular offensive captain. Allen Robinson, the veteran receiver who the Steelers brought in to give Pickett a reliable target in the slot, used one word for his young QB, quote, leader. Kenny Pickett has come into his own According to cornerback Patrick Peterson, he's another veteran brought in by the Steelers, and he faced the QB in all of training camp. Said Peterson, quote, watching him last year as a fan from afar, coming into this year, you could tell he's gained so much confidence. You can tell that he has the grasp of his personnel on his side of the ball, and he understands his role which is to put the ball where it needs to be, don't turn it over, and just keep us in the game, unquote. Pickett's election as offensive captain is a full endorsement by his teammates that he's ready to matriculate to playmaker status in his sophomore season in the Berg. For his part, Pickett said, this has been his plan all along. Win the team, then win. Quote, as a young guy coming in, I wanted to earn the respect of my teammates. Pickett was quoted by The Athletic as saying, quote, once I got that, then I could be a more vocal leader and run the offense, which I felt like I did in the spring. It's a gradual progression and something I don't take lightly. I take pride in the fact that guys have respect for me, unquote. Hey, by all accounts, Kenny Pickett has achieved all his offseason goals in his second year as a Steeler. But even bigger goals await. Talking about playoffs, postseason wins, an AFC North championship, dare I say, Super Bowl? Pickett's journey toward these far loftier goals begins Sunday. Proof of his progress will be absolutely unambiguous for all to witness. 
Pickett and the Steelers will either win or they won't. The time has come to find out. Hey, we have much more on the huge home opener in the Berg against those San Fran 49ers in this season's greeting edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. And be sure and check out my full print column, First Thing Thursday on Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all the latest, greatest Steelers debates to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. The Steelers' much-hyped first-round draft pick in 2023, offensive tackle Broderick Jones, will start the season riding the bench. But this doesn't mean Jones is a bust. He's simply biding his time, something the former five-star recruit had to do at Georgia as well. Here's Mike DeFabo with The Athletic explaining the Steelers' wait-and-see approach with Jones and all of its implications. DeFabio writes this, quote, As the Steelers prepare to kick off their season against the San Fran 49ers, Jones find himself in a similar place to his early college years on the bench. That experience serves as a roadmap for his current situation as Jones waits to play behind starting offensive tackle Dan Moore Jr. Quote, I just treat it the same way, just like Georgia, Jones said. Quote, I learned not to rush the process. Just stay in your lane. Do what you can. Get better each and every day, and you know, hopefully it all works out in your favor, unquote. Now, when the Steelers traded up to select Jones at number 14 in April's draft, the hope was he'd be eventually protecting quarterback Kenny Pickett's blind side for the next decade and beyond. But if he's going to do so, he'll have to wait his turn once again. Jones played almost exclusively with the Steelers' second-team offense throughout training camp, will start his career on the sideline after the incumbent, Moore Jr., did enough to hang on to his left tackle starting job. Quote, oftentimes depth charts produce stories, Coach Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday. Quote, maybe people are asking, what's wrong with Broderick, etc. There's nothing wrong with Broderick. There was nothing wrong with Cam Hayward when he watched as a rookie. If you have a good team, if you have people playing well, oftentimes it means young, capable guys get an opportunity to watch as they grow and develop. That's the story of the left tackle position. I feel really comfortable about where we are, unquote. That's the words coming right from the coach. So in short, we sum this up, this great article in The Athletic by DeFabio, by saying and concluding that Broderick is far from a first-round bust. As DeFabio points out in the story, Jones has plenty of pedigree coming out of Georgia, but he also had some limited experience. DeFabo explains that duality this way, quote, The athletics draft analyst, Dane Brugler, noted that Jones displayed, quote, violent, quick-strike hands with the recoil to land multiple punches and knock away the reach of rushers, unquote. But Brugler also praised Jones this way, saying, quote, Excellent snap quickness in the run game to quickly out-angle or seal, unquote. Jones, as we know, ran a 4.97 40-yard dash at the combine. That was the fastest among all offensive linemen. However, Fabio goes on to say, because Jones played the fewest number of college snaps of any 
FBS offensive tackle in the draft. He was also quite raw. Lugler wrote, quote, he needs to do a better job of keeping his upper and lower halves on the same page and will require time at the next level for his technique to catch up to his talent, unquote. At the bottom line, according to DeFabio, it's going to take time for Broderick Jones to reach his NFL potential. Quote, how much time? Well, we'll see. A lot of that's up to Broderick and Dan Moore Jr. and the injury bug and who knows what else. It's going to be something to watch develop and to watch Broderick Jones develop into that blindside picket protector that we all want out of that draft class. Okay, enough about players who won't be playing on Sunday. What about the big game, that huge opener versus the 49ers? Well, Frisco has some players who may or may not be suiting up for action on the Acrisure Stadium turf. Here's Adam Bittner with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette highlighting some of the San Francisco storylines heading into Sunday's big game. Bittner writes, quote, Nick Bosa is still holding out. As of Tuesday morning, the prolific pass rusher was still nowhere to be seen at Niners facilities as he seeks a long-term extension that would make him one of the highest-paid defensive players in football. The 25-year-old has one year remaining on his rookie deal before he's set to hit free agency this coming spring, so it's understandable he'd like to have some leverage for those all-pro talents and get some financial security. Bosa hasn't seen a single practice rep all offseason, and his absence no doubt has a massive impact on the game plan his coaches are attempting to put together for the Steelers. If there's no deal soon in the next 48 hours or so, it's hard to imagine anyone would be comfortable with Bosa jumping directly into the proverbial fire and being his usual disruptive self, unquote. Bottom line, advantage Steelers. As Bittner continues, he tells us the Niners tight end, George Kittle, and his status is also up in the air for Sunday. Bittner writes, quote, the San Francisco Chronicle's Eric Branch reported Monday that the groin injury that kept Kittle off the practice field Monday may well prevent him from suiting up Sunday. His appearance running sprints on a side field was an encouraging sign but groin injuries are notoriously tough for players to deal with and getting hit. So it's an open question whether he could actually block or make any tough catches over the middle right now. If he's out, it would obviously be a big loss for the Niners' offense, unquote. Again, we got to say, advantage Steelers. Now, one Niner who will be on the field is very familiar in Pittsburgh, and he'll be looking to introduce himself to the young Kenny Pickett. Of course, I'm talking about former Steelers defensive lineman Javon Hargrave, and here is Bittner on Hargrave's Pittsburgh homecoming. Quote, the former Steelers signed a four-year, $84 million deal with $40 million guaranteed this offseason with the Niners. All eyes will be on him to see how he fares against his former team in week one. Last season, he was a force for the Steelers to reckon with when they traveled to face him in Philadelphia. 
Hargrave piled up eight tackles, including six solo, two sacks, and a forced fumble in a dominant 35-13 Eagles victory, unquote. Bottom line, advantage 49ers, watch out Kenny Pickett. Last but not least, there's Niners running back and pass-catching threat Christian McCaffrey, who's been injured on and off over the last few seasons. But Bittner tells us McCaffrey is fully healthy and he has help in the running game. Bittner writes this, quote, Pressure is no longer all on the 27-year-old McCaffrey like it was in Carolina. Receiver Debo Samuels is a back and always a threat to run in Shanahan's offense. He averaged 5.5 yards on 42 carries in 2022. And then there's Elijah Mitchell. He's a back at full strength, too. Caffrey's primary backup was even more lethal in five games a year ago when he averaged 6.2 yards per carry. And so it will be interesting to see how the Steelers handle these diverse threats in the running game, unquote. Great stuff from Bittner in the Post-Gazette. And, of course, Bittner does remind us that run defense was a major point of improvement for the Steelers all offseason long. So this, again, is going to be a huge test in the home opener. And the advantage? Well, I think we got to say that's to be determined by how this game plays. Are those trio of uh, running threats for the Niners going to dominate, or are the Steelers going to be able to stuff that middle of the field and stuff that run? We're going to see how they play the game. And finally, as we look forward to big game day on Sunday, could the hype get any more out of control in the Berg? I mean, this home tilt versus the Super Bowl-sniffing San Fran 49ers is the Steelers' first opener on the NFL's opening weekend in about a decade. Suffice it to say, Steelers Nation will be at a fever pitch. This, after all the hype from Kenny Pickett's perfect preseason, and uh, the hype Steelers hype train is at full speed even before a single football flies in a real game. The expectations, in short, will be sky high, not just for this game, but for the 2023 Steelers. Now, will those expectations all come crashing down early and often on Sunday against these Niners? Or could they take flight on the early September win? Well, Sunday versus this vaunted pass rush of the Niners, the answers to a preseason of questions will begin to come in. Here now, finally, is Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic about all that hype versus reality with these intriguing, exciting, full of potential Pittsburgh Steelers. Caboli writes, quote, you could use the word hype, but it doesn't quite describe the talk surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's more like excitement, and then multiply that by 100, and then add some more for good measure. Have there ever been expectations so high for a Steelers team coming off a season in which they missed the playoffs? You can't open the internet or flip through the sports channels without some expert making bold predictions about the Steelers' upcoming season. The way the Steelers come off to me, this is Caboli writing this, with less than a week to go until the opener, well, they are good, 
They can be really good. They are headed in the right direction, and yet a better roster and easier schedule don't necessarily translate into more wins. For I can be all on board this year, I need to see two things. How they deal with astronomical expectations and how they deal with failure. We haven't seen them face either yet, with one being more critical than the other. Lofty expectations and how this relatively young group deals with them are a part of the 2023 equation. In my 20-plus years covering the Steelers, I don't recall a team that has accomplished so little on the field having such high expectations. Now, some prior Pittsburgh teams had that Super Bowl or bust mentality, but those teams already had been there and done that. This team has it. So the bigger concern I have is how they will deal with failure, unquote. So we leave you with that cautionary word delivered by Mark Caboli with The Athletic. In three hours, as those hours unfold early afternoon on Sunday, we'll begin to know for sure where this Steelers team and their young leader, quarterback Kenny Pickett, really stand, and whether they can measure up to that hyper hype in the Steel City. And so it begins an exciting, unpredictable, and full of potential journey that is the regular season for these 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, we will cover every twist, turn, and controversy right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. So make it easy. The regular season has begun. Sign up to get your podcast wherever you get your favorite audio. Steelers Update Podcast is out fresh with a fresh steaming hot take every Wednesday afternoon. Don't miss it throughout the regular season that is going to be full of intrigue for Steelers Nation. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news.